0: FM to get started. Is Guardians of the Galaxy 3 still in a state of flux? Did Black Panther cross 700 million dollars? And do we have some crazy Spider-Man Far From Home rumors? Yes. This is Marvel Movie News. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now Here's Popcorn Talk's Marvel movie. Excelsior to <laughs> you, our live studio audience. Listen <laughs> to that crowd. So confetti. excited. They're here. They're ready. There's invisible <laughs> confetti. Yeah. Marquia sees it. Some silly string.
1: Ooh, it's everywhere.
0: Webbing, whole thing. Hello, Marvelites. It is episode 191. That's right, a mere nine weeks, give or take Burning Man, until we hit episode 200 here at the House of Ideas. This is a very special episode because there are things that just dropped today that might restructure what we think of the Marvel universe. We'll get to those. There's some Spider-Man rumors I'm very excited about. But first, we. The Marvel Movie News. You can subscribe to us on iTunes at Marvel Movie News or find us at YouTube.com slash Popcorn Talk Network. You can find us through Popcorn Talk's website, Popcorn Talk Network.com. Follow us on Twitter at Marvel News PTN or at The Popcorn Talk. On Facebook at Facebook.com slash Marvel News Show. Follow us like us. And if you retweet a link to the show whilst we are live, Aunt Anthony in the booth will retweet you. What up, everybody? It's Aunt Anthony here. And my
2: God, I thought Black Panther was uh, hitting the end of his stride, but I guess he's still going strong. It's at
0: 15 theaters, and those 15 theaters pushed it over the 700 million, which makes it the third film in history to do that domestic. Amazing. Three ever.
1: There we go. (laughs) So good. It's a a real thing. It's a real Um, thing. So give give us more! Give us more! That's all. That's all this is telling you. Give us more. That and a Storm solo movie, but that's give true. us more. So real, this real Storm though. The young lady so, comics, Comic Storm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> comic Storm. Ms. Marquis McCarty loves herself some Comic Storm and some Black Panther.
1: And where can they find you on the internet? Oh, you can find me at Twitter and Instagram at Marquise McCarty. M-A-R-K-E-I-A-M-C-C-A-R-T-Y. And the enthusiastic <laughs> fist bumper beside her.
2: Oh, thank you. That is me, Amy Cassandra Martinez. So You can find me on all social media at Amy Cassandra, M-T-Z.
0: And I'm Coy Jandro at C-O-Y-J-A-N-D-R-E-A-U on Instagram and Twitter. And I want to talk about that Black Panther news because that is, that cannot give enough praise, the third film in history. You know how many movies come out every week, much less every month, much less every year, much less in history. Number three ever. So... It like it held on with 15 theaters so they could push it over that line, which I thought was brilliant. It did an amazing run and then had a resurgence with Infinity War, and if they're smart, they'll release that Infinity War leading up to Infinity War Part 2, slash Avengers 4, whatever they want to call it. I would love to see those three films all in a row. It's doing amazing on home sales. It is a movie worth the... Freaking $646 million it's made internationally, which means it's made almost much internationally. It might cross that $700 million there, so a total of $1.346 billion. <laughs> what do you guys think about those numbers?
2: Yes! I'm um, well, not surprised. We'll see an also, awesome I'm delighted. <laughs> I um I went to Disneyland slash California Adventure maybe like two, three weeks ago, and I stood in line for a while to take a picture with Black Panther and there was this little kid right next to me and he was so stinking excited and to see that kind of excitement for someone that I mean, he hasn't been in theaters that long, you know, he hasn't February. been right? Yeah, it's it was only August. February
1: eighteenth, I believe it came out or sixteenth. February sixteenth. Yeah,
2: and so like uh, that's just so exciting for me. I'm I love seeing kids super pumped about these these. I mean, obviously they're not super real, but they're real to us, and I think that's all that matters. Real, well, the this the, the ideals, the, ideas, yes. the themes, the representation, the, exactly. uh, the way that this
1: society is depicted, those are extremely real. Mm-hmm. Those are an ideal. Those are aspirational. And then the comedy, the humor part of it, you know, the uh, familial r- relations, I mean, that and the way that the world is presented, that and it's also, uh, it's like a, a global spy thriller at the same time. I mean, this this movie has all the things that it needs and it's interesting to note that the other two movies in front of it uh which is uh, star wars force awakens which we know we were all waiting with bated breath for that forward. one we were waiting for that movie to come out um and then it has such a precedent like well that it had to follow <laughs> and mm-hmm. then also that it could um be a part of And then you also have Avatar, and Avatar is Avatar. I mean, it's it's Avatar. Yeah, Yeah, it's its own adjective at this point. Um, And then you have this, and and think about it. This is the 18th movie, I believe it's 18th movie, um, in the uh, MCU, Mm -hmm. the MCU franchise. It was uh, the first one that we had of the MCU franchise starting in 2008. I'm not going to start talking about Blade and everything like that. That we had, um, well, we had this type of superhero mm-hmm. that is uh, starring in it we had this um you know african male t'challa black panther starring in it and and it doesn't take place in america which i love oh, i love that so it takes beautiful. place in wakanda um you know uh, primarily primarily mm-hmm. wakanda also busan uh, and and so on and so forth but with all of this combined i mean this movie so picture perfect from director to production designer, you know, Hannah Beachler, Ruthie Carter, costume designer, uh, and just everything about it. Angela Bassett. Everything about it <laughs> is amazing. It definitely deserves the place that it has now. So I'm excited, excited to, to wear it. And, it can too. It, it is, yeah. Yeah, and the music, Thank you. I
2: still work out to that music.
0: So the number three of all time, Marvel has clearly set its bar very high. It is interesting that two of these three, soon to be three of these three, are all Disney films. Um, because Disney, I think, will own Avatar by year's end. And that mm-hmm. means that Disney wowed all the money. So, And it's oh, also interesting how recent all those are. Um,
1: okay, in the chat room, uh, what we said is the third film ever to cross $700 million in the U.S. theater market so yeah, I know people, people yeah. are saying Titanic we're saying third film Just ever to it. cross 700 million in the U.S. film market
0: so then it has made 1.346 worldwide and it is incredible numbers it deserves it all I love this film like I said I hope it gets another release another little bump but you know what doesn't exist Deadpool and FX. Yeah. Deadpool will never get to make $700 million in FX, because that's not how TV works, nor does it exist. <laughs> so, uh, we found out recently that, according to the FX CEO, uh, Mr. John Landgraf himself, that the reason that show doesn't exist isn't because of FX. We know it's not because of Donald Glover, because Donald Glover very cleverly released a series of tweets and a script describing how much time he had, that it was clearly written that day. If you haven't read it, find it. It's been deleted since, but it's on the internet. It is the best Deadpool writing perhaps ever, but the FX CEO has said that it is exactly where you think it might have lied and that is Marvel's fault that this doesn't exist, saying quote, I think that Marvel will revive it because they have the rights they own the IP and they have the rights to an animated adult series based on any of the X-Men characters and based on Deadpool specifically they didn't want to do the show that Donald and Stephen Glover wrote we would have done that show that Donald and Stephen wrote but it wasn't our decision, when Marvel decided not to do that uh, they basically whoop, we parted company with them as, do, as did Donald and Stephen, now it's totally up to them Marvel, whether to hire someone else to do a different show so Marvel was the reason that show doesn't exist. Uh, I am still bummed about it. It is still my favorite Deadpool I've read. It is still a probably the most most brutal loss uh, of ip i think we've had in comic properties because of the potential of donald glover handling that character donald glover's voice is very akin to deadpool's the very brief foray into deadpool we had in that script was was pitch perfect um i would love to see something come out of this i'd love to see that go forward obviously deadpool's a very marketable character a lot of money's in there what do you guys think about the hope of that in the future
1: well, since originally it was Slade Wilson, and then we got Wade Wilson. There's plenty of other uh, letters in the alphabet, if they want to just... <laughs> Jade Wilson, Maid Wilson, uh, and Cade then, you Wilson. know, was it Cade? Cade. Cade? Cade's a name. Cade, I love that. Thank you, Aunt Manthony. Yeah, Cade Wilson, they could do, and then just kind of change to the colors a little he's, bit. He's
0: blue with swords.
1: And then Ooh. go with it, or maybe change the swords to um, um maybe... Like a bow, like Donatello. Oh, so you Just
2: can do film that the yeah. Ninja Turtles
0: by way of Slade, Wade, and Cade Wilson. There
2: you go. And then have
1: Cade Wilson, that. and then and then we'll we'll have that, and then don't, don't make it a Merc, make it something else. The Vet with a mouth. I don't know. The Vet with a the vendetta. There you go. And, the then, and then and then we mouth. have and then we have
2: our show done (laughs) I heard it here first I
0: would love for it to come back I don't know if they're going to want to do R rated especially now that Disney owns it even Mm. further Um, I don't know if we'll ever get a show quite like what could have been I've said before that Donald Glover is the internet the way his brain works the way he moves the way he's self aware that fourth wall break this show could have been the most special comic show but what do you think about it coming back ever
2: I mean I'm iffy about it but curious curious to see what they will make if they're not going to do it with Donald Glover I mean, maybe they like their story more, which, okay, whatever. Um, whatever they're going to do with it, I'm curious. Mm-hmm. I always like people to prove me wrong if I'm hesitant. Yeah, same. Right? Mm-hmm. So, it's. I mean, we're always hopeful that it's going to be good, mm-hmm. so make it good.
0: Uh, Royal Hawk Studios said Blade Wilson, which is also a, a vampire hunting, a v- hunting merc with a vendetta is something um, I would watch for sure. <laughs> uh, so now that we've covered the two most important superheroes on the planet, uh, we want to tell you <laughs> no bias here at Marvel Movie News for Black Panther and Deadpool at all.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, t- the ones that exist uh, in, in the MCU and <laughs> in, in Fox. Yeah. The ones we can enjoy. We to know date. Captain Marvel's coming. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> uh, but we want to thank
0: our sponsor today, which is MVMT, who are a watch and Sunglass Company. You guys have heard of MVMT, those two college dropouts who basically started their own watch company and then spread that to 160 countries. They have revolutionized fashion and watches and marketing because basically they got rid of the middleman. They got rid of the people that sell the watches by selling it directly to you, the consumer. You don't have to pay for Macy's to stay open. You don't have to pay for Macy's electricity. You don't have to pay for Macy's to spray perfume at you while you walk by and then try to get your watches. You don't have to pay any <laughs> of those things. Watches can cost like 400 to $600 in this quality and MVMT watches at just 90 Ninety-five dollars up to like one fifty, which is still like a third of the price of a store watch. And through us, you get fifteen percent off. So already cheap and not in quality, but in price, and knocked off 15% more, plus free shipping if you go to MVMT.com slash Marvel. They're a fantastic company. They've been great to us. They're very eye-catching. They're very simplistic while being nuanced. I love these watches, and I love their sunglasses. Uh, I get complimented very often on my watch, and I appreciate that a company goes, hey, we care about the look and making it cost-effective, because that should be what life and marketing is. Capitalism doesn't have to make you suffer. So, uh, MVMT keeps our lights on, so we thank them and go to MVMT.com/slash Marvel for 15% off plus free shipping. Wow. Commercial. Yeah, <laughs> watch it. So, James Gunn. You may have heard he's been fired. You may have heard weeks ago. It may have been the talk of the town. It may continue to be the talk of the town because Mr. Dave Batista has come out basically swinging, saying that if they don't rehire James Gunn and if they don't use James Gunn's script, he wants to be released from his contract and he even mentions the legal ramifications and he's just out there tweeting his mind off uh, oh. saying, like, you know what? Fire me. I don't care. Uh, it's pretty tense. It's definitely more bold than most people are with their careers and with their Twitter. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about the Dave Batista situation?
1: Well, uh, with uh, Batista, those that don't know, and uh, you, I, I invite you to um, look at his tape. Uh, uh, he's a wrestler, like from way back when, and um, way back when, and <laughs> I mean back in the, the early, day, 2000s, back in the early, <laughs> in the early, early, days of the internet, oh, you could Cisco you pre- could Drake. catch him on Snapchat.
2: <laughs> um,
1: yeah. I am I, not surprised that out of uh, the group of the Guardians that he's the first one to, like, come to the forefront and be like, hey, you know what? The script is awesome. Keep the script or I'm out. Peace. Mm-hmm. I am not surprised that uh, Dave Bautista is the, one, is the one out of them to do that. Um, not saying that in a bad way. It's just that uh, with the way that he's been in... With the way that he's been with like wrestling in the past and like promos that he's done in the past, I'm like, yeah, this this is uh, this totally fits mm-hmm. with what's going on. Um, I I you know respect to the power move of it. Mm-hmm you know, but also, wow, really? <laughs>
0: he, he retweeted a fan's tweet asking him where he stands, and he said, quote, where I'm at right now is that if Marvel don't use that script, then I'm going to ask them to release me from my contract, cut me out, or recast me. I'd be doing James a disservice if I didn't. So, mm. I mean, that's that's about as cut and dry as it gets. Uh, a variety has reported that they're looking for new directors, that James Gunn is very unlikely to come back. They were supposed to start shooting in February of 2019. The movie's supposed to come out and be one of the first ones out of the gate after Avengers 4. They need to start shooting. I can't like James Gunn poured over the script for three years so whether you stand whatever side of the James Gunn situation you stand on d- removing that a new script that quickly nigh impossible the cast being upset very tricky line to walk no matter where you stand I think Dave Bautista standing up for his boy is really commendable whether you agree with the situation or not I think it's really cool to see an actor throw his career on the line and be like hey I respect my friend so much this is where I'm at um it's not even st- talk about the actual subject matter that's just you don't see that very often yeah and
1: that script must be incredible oh my god there's babies oh my god is there going to be a gun cut now (laughs) if if only we had the gun yeah if only we'd had the gun script. <laughs> oh,
0: I, I, I'm really curious, because like, he had that beautiful arc he wanted to have, and I've heard rumors that the Volume 2 had a lot of uh, studio interference, so it wasn't the movie the gun wanted to make, so mm-hmm. maybe it'd be more like the fans wanted from Part 1. So I hear that he wanted to make Part 3 more like Part 1, and like, there's just so much hype on, on this Volume 3 script. I'm really bummed. Uh, mm-hmm. And Kurt Russell has also come out and saying that the uh, current state of Hollywood is very sensitive, and that, uh, quote, it's sad, but it's part of our fabric now, and I get it. But I do think we're getting a little too sensitive and maybe some of the wrong things people so he's not saying that we as a society are, are necessarily being sensitive he's saying some of the wrong people are getting judged by that uh once again wherever you stand in these quotes and these tweets it is still interesting to see actors come out against major studios especially as big as kurt russell and drax himself what mm-hmm. do you think of the situation
2: well it also just i mean Marquea, you touched on it just shows how dave bautista is just so loyal mm-hmm. to james gunn which that speaks highly uh, to their relationship. Um, and I just think it's so tricky. but the fact that they're for sure not hiring James Gunn again is is I think, putting everyone, all the guardians, in a very tricky spot. and for Drax <laughs> to step out and and, you know, say this. Is brave and it's also. I wonder what's going to happen to the rest of the Guardians. Right. If they're going to yeah. follow, if what's going to happen. I, I
1: don't think they will. Um, I think um, the think outspoken. <laughs> yeah, that
2: that and you have to think it's it's a
1: whole different kind of culture. Um, yeah. Everybody else, you know, Bradley Cooper, uh, Chris Pratt, um, uh, Zoe. Zoe Saldana, they 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 uh, and and um, Palm Clemente. Uh, they they are they're actors, and it comes from it's a different culture mm-hmm. than it is to be um, a wrestler and to like. Come up under, like oh my God! There's so there's so many wrestling things that I can get into right now. and I'm like working under Vince McMahon, being uh, propped up by Vince McMahon, and and everything that it goes to, like being in the WWE, and then before that, I really do invite you to look at the things that uh, uh, Dave Bautista has uh, has gone through to get where he is now, um, an established actor, and then part of the Guardians of the Galaxy. That is a whole different mindset, and it's I'm not saying it's not right for the rest of the actors to follow his lead I'm not saying that I'm saying that it's 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 like being raised by two different families yeah. and then having to come together uh, under one you know mm-hmm. project or one series of projects under a franchise I like I said I am not at all surprised that he's the one that's like extremely outspoken and in a sense he's been raised that way mmm um, and then with uh, everybody else I'm not saying that they don't feel strongly but they just probably, they might not feel in the same exact way with it mm-hmm. so I'm just, I'm curious where all of this is going to end up and I'm, I'm I, I have to say I'm, I'm I, my well wishes to whoever has to step into the shoes of this yeah. because oh that's that's not fair and I'm already sending some good vibes towards that person
0: and it's already it's it's a very specific corner of the Marvel Universe it's mm. not as cut and dry as some other franchises it's mm. not something that doesn't have a specific tone it is so James Gunn it is so important to the fabric of where Marvel's going and he also he got more uh, outspoken talking to shortlist saying quote nobody's defending his tweets but this was a smear campaign on a good man I spoke to Chris Pratt the day after it happened and he's a bit religious so we wanted time to pray and figure it out and I was more like beep this this is beep James is one of the kindest most decent people I've ever met so I, I agree with what you're saying like he clearly says here that Chris is you know busy doing his prayer and walking around the crosses thing and like he's more coming out swinging being a man with like a wrestling background he's gonna be outspoken yeah. I we've never seen anything like this with this major of a studio so
1: yeah that's the thing Um, it's and with uh with what I'm saying with bravery it's like this is an actor putting career stuff on the line for uh, this yeah. so that's that's where the bravery thing comes in um, so we'll see we will We've see We've <laughs> <been laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. extremely yep. interested in how this turns out and um, uh, very proud to be a wrestling fan
0: And we'll obviously keep and and, if you haven't watched Blade Runner 2049, go watch that. (laughs) Uh, And and we'll keep you posted. Obviously, this is going to be continuing news. If anything evolves with Guardians Three, we'll let you know as soon as possible. If anything happens with James Gunn, we've been staying right on top of it because it's very different. Uh, But in the news of Spider Man, we also have this really cool video that I found that I love. uh, That is Todd McFarlane, the man who invented Spider Man's Venom, the man who invented the crazy rope wedding, the guy that was the '90s artist uh, along with Rob Liefeld. He started. Todd McFarlane's a champion. And he invented Venom's look. So check this out. Uh, we'll talk over it so YouTube doesn't get mad at us. But listen to this man's voice. It <laughs> it's not what you expect.
1: Cool, most of the spots there. So but that's a baseball I, fan. I, so, that so, is. Toddie <laughs> tweaks. If my name wasn't Todd, it was God. But it only rhymes with God, so it's Todd. So we'll show you what would huh? happen if so, Todd got what it Todd McFarlane does He's, is he uh, says
0: I love this look, right this now, is the image, I really appreciate it, this is just what I'd do so he, this is also really cool to see what comic artists do with their digital work nowadays, like you can actually yeah. just take an image and draw over it and to this level, like I just, I've never seen an art do this, so uh, if we can skip ahead a little which is
1: excellent, um, kids at home this is fine. a special yeah, and, and specialized screen. yeah, don't just take a pen, pen. <laughs> don't <laughs> just grab a sharpie and go to town on, on like mom's laptop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so he restructured the eyes. If you look at the eyes, he's made them more angular, he's allowed more space for the nose. Venom looks more like the comic. Now he's changing the teeth. He thought they were a little too symmetrical. They were a little too similarly shaped. He's gabbing some gaps, making it more jagged. And then, uh closer to the end, he basically makes it more of a snout. He takes away see the black lines on the side? Now mm-hmm. he's got more of a projecting mouth. Now he's Watch got
2: more back, of a Oh, that's creepy. So he's literally
0: done three tiny tweaks, which obviously in CGI is hundreds of thousands of tweaks. But in this image, he's made it look like more his comic. Uh, and I just I love this video. I love him taking the time to do it. And then at the right at the very end, he does a back and forth. See, oh, there it was. I oh, think it pretty cool to do here and then when he smiles. See, so like wow. the before and after. Right? So, you get more so it's attention. cool to see his comic version and then the movie version. I've also, I've never seen a comic artist take the time to do this and show fans yeah. what it might be. But here he says how much he loves it.
1: Good job, the trailer looks good. I'm hoping for big things on it. See you then.
2: Aww. So
0: I just thought that was really sweet. It brings the comic world into the film world and vice versa. He's, he's coming at it from a place of positivity. He's not like, they ruined my character. He loves how it looks. Here's how he'd do it. So I thought that was really uh, important for the fans to see. And Tom McFarlane is one of the sweetest men I've ever had the chance to talk to. He loves the fans. He loves baseball. He loves his kids. He's like yeah. wh- a really cool guy and he makes awesome toys. Uh, so I wanted to show you guys that. leading into Spider-Man. Far From Home.
1: (gasps) Yes, Spider-Man.
0: So, news broke today that could, this is what I teased at the offset, uh, this is really big for what we've theorized. Maria Hill and Nick Fury are rumored to be in Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm. Nick Fury has never met Spider-Man. There's been rumor of spy stuff happening in this movie. If two of the spies are in the movie of Spider-Man, that all but confirms spy European movie like we've heard rumor of. But this also leads credence to my theory that we get the characters that ghosted back, like we've talked about, by switching it out. We haven't heard a rumor of anyone in this next phase of marvel that we assumed gets switched out we haven't heard chris evans coming back we haven't heard any of the original avengers coming back we haven't heard any of that stuff all the characters that got dusted are the ones we're hearing pop up in these other movies which leads a lot of credence to that idea that you don't trade lives cap but this time you have to i think they have to trade lives i think what happens in the next movie is all the ones that survive the og avengers are gone because nick fury and maria hill being in spider-man homecoming i think they all come back so this rumor came out of basically the guy that we assume is chameleon because he plays a guy named Dimitri. Mm-hmm. He posted something, and in the hashtags were hashtag Nick Fury, hashtag Maria Hill, and then rumor is Nick Fury's been spotted where they're filming Spider-Man Home, Far From Home. So what do you guys think about those two being in the movie?
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, I, yay. <laughs> yay, but I'm scared. I I don't know. I think we already got our hearts broken, so what what's going to happen now? I mean, it can't be... Well, no, it can be very bad.
0: Yeah, it can be worse. It can.
2: Ah, oh. okay. Yeah. No, I'm here for it. I'm here for <laughs> it. I'm sort of prepared. I will be okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: I, I, I'd like the. I mean, more Samuel Jackson all the time for me.
2: Yeah, more Maria Hill for me. There
1: you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. you uh, something that could be a possibility, and I'm. And the only reason I'm thinking that it. Might not be. Um, is because um in um taking it back to Infinity War when um Thanos first met um Gamora and then you see uh, him in the Black Order, um, you know, separate people in half and then um just oh. shoot down half of them and then like up to that point, uh Thanos has been traveling from world to world being like, oh, okay, half of you live, half of you die mm-hmm. Uh you're welcome, basically. <laughs> no
2: problem. <laughs> um,
1: yeah. like uh yeah, murder in chief Thanos kind of <laughs> deal, and when he did when he did the uh, the snap, we all assume everybody died. What if he just created an alternate universe or something where everybody that was part of the snap then went to that universe or something? Since he has all that power, I mean that would be a possibility. So then. That means T'Challa isn't dusted. He's just in a different he's just in a different dimension. But, but then that would also explain some of the pictures of like Tony Stark with that blonde hair. Everyone and, that and hates Marvel like that. would have so much cannon
0: fodder for like there are no stakes, <laughs> they're just in another dimension. Marvel can't even kill
1: people. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying it's a great dimension to be a part of. But um, oh, yeah. but then that could be a possibility of that like in that Spider-Man far from home, because far from the original dimension. See? Yeah, yeah. I should have prefaced all um before I started all talking about this. Around. But there you go and then that's why you have Nick Fury and Maria Hill there because Has- they were dusting along with Spider-Man into the other dimension and I don't know how he gets back home from being from on from there being so far uh, from being on Titan but oh he gets back um, home. I think, just...
0: <laughs> cuz there's a ship on Titan the the not the Milano but the the next one the um <sighs> That's on Titan Uh, because they flew it there. So Tony can just fly that home. He's good. There you go. But have you heard that rumor about the Time Stone?
1: So there's one? This great, which yeah, one? There's this really there's cool so many.
0: that Doctor Strange didn't send the time stone anywhere physically. It traveled through oh, time yeah, in the future. One. So that, that scene when he pulls it to uh-huh. space, he's pulling it back from the future. So there's a reality where he saw that Tony Stark knew how to use the time yes. stone. <laughs> so the reason he sent it to the future is because when they all go after the snap, it launches back to Downey on Titan. So he has the time stone and that way they can rewrite stuff, which is why Avengers 4 plays with time. So he didn't move it through space, he moved it through time and that's why he knew all the realities that's something we can do because he did the the strangeness. So the time stone when he snapped it broke the gauntlet because it wasn't the right time displeasure and he never touched it he used that thing and summoned it
1: to him. So that time
0: stone could be displaced in time.
1: Oh there's so many theories. I love love all the theories but um, yeah um, using my time stone to go back to the original question. Yay let's have more Maria (laughs) Hill and more Nick Fury.
0: I think it's the movie. It's exciting. I love an espionage Spider-Man movie. I think that's very different. It's going to be very uncomfortable young dealing with spy stuff, which would tie into the, some of the rumors of casting and those ideas. And uh, plus,
1: it would be so fun to see Samuel L. Jackson work uh, work with Tom Holland. <laughs> oh my
0: god. And Jake that would, and be, be,
1: that would be hilarious. Samuel L. Jackson and Jake Gyllenhaal? There we,
0: <laughs> oh yeah. I'm about it. Uh, so we also have a different Spidey suit, and we have a video that Miss Amy found... Hey, what's up guys? It's uh, Tom Holland from the set of Spider-Man Far From Home. I have an exciting announcement. The Brothers Trust is going to be offering an opportunity for you to fly from anywhere around the world to people to come and hang out with me on set here with all the guys at Marvel. It's gonna be amazing. We are gonna put you up in a West End hotel for three days. We're gonna give you $1,000 spending money. You're gonna get to hang out on set for a day with me. I'll give you a signed photo. You can see the whole process, the hair and makeup, the costume, the filming, everything. And it's gonna be amazing. So go to the Brothers Trust website, when I tell you to because I don't think we've announced the details yet but we will and it'll be amazing so stay tuned he's the most adorable man so that is very cute obviously not the Iron Spider suit that is the Mm -hmm. homecoming suit so Mm -hmm. we see him back in the OG which I like because that's more my Spidey Uh, and I really am excited to just I love that even Spider-Man just doing a charity thing is a mild spoiler because Tom Holland (laughs) just can't stop himself Uh, also the Brothers Trust uh, just to plug is an incredible charity organization Tom Hardy the other Spider-Man character that may or may not be related to Spider-Man, depending how Sony handles it, is a flagship member of the Brothers Trust. So the Brothers Trust is a great organization if you uh, want to check out a charity. They're great. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I want to see that homecoming suit again. I'm really excited.
2: Oh, yeah. I, yeah, it was a
1: great suit. Yeah. yeah.
2: I also, I just, I freaking love Tom Holland, and I feel like he adds such a spidiness that um, seeing him <laughs> back in that costume is just like bringing everything back home. uh uh <laughs> I tried, guys. <laughs> it tried.
1: There it is. There is.
2: Oh, was oh, that... I <laughs> oh,
1: like, when he did that, all I could picture was that giant ant.
2: Because <laughs> yes! Anthony. Anthony.
1: Now his drums are canon. His drums
2: are canon. That's oh, him that's, actually playing right now. That's him. Yeah. That's pretty can, great.
0: That's, that's it. If you guys, you know, especially audio listeners, if you want to just picture a giant ant playing the drums, that is our producer. <laughs> so, speaking of Spider-Man, rumor has it that Craven is also getting a spin-off because Sony has decided just say yes. Uh, the Equalizer it's writers are... It's a year of yes for Sony. <laughs> it
1: is. They're going for it. They're embracing that yes.
0: If Steve Ditko and uh, basically Stanley invented them in the first two years, they're getting a movie. So, read Spider-Man 1 through 24 from 1963 and you'll greenlight all the things that Sony's doing according to what's happening with rumors. So, Craven is getting his own movie. The Equalizer writers are... a uh, Greasel Equalizer 2 writer is handling uh, the scripting duties. We don't know what that means um, and how it's going to connect how do you guys think all these villains are gonna well
1: you know uh craven is one of those villains that he tends to pop up in a number of places i mean he's he's fought t'challa he's fought you know he's fought black panther he's fought well spider-man obviously mm-hmm. with their their sony verse what are they calling it do they have a name for it just spider-verse i think it's just spider-verse okay i'm gonna say sony verse yeah <laughs> yeah so uh craven's one of those people that he he keeps on popping up everywhere i mean uh it's rare to find um uh, a developed Marvel villain that doesn't pop up in different um, areas. For some reason, Killmonger hasn't popped up in other things besides Black Panther, but yeah, everybody else. I mean, Doctor Doom, he's just about taking on everybody, including Luke Cage hunting him down in Veria for $200. I mean, uh, comic books, heck of a drug. Yep. So, yeah, they actually have a lot that they could do with Craven. It's just... What? So many villains. There's. Yeah, it's like. Are you going to do a Craven origin story? Kind of like what you're doing with Venom? You are you going to already have him like be part of one of the many affiliations that he had. I mean...
0: If you do, like, four villain origin movies and then do a Sinister Six, I'm about it. I always love the idea that. of doing a team-up of villains because we've done mm-hmm. team-ups of heroes. It'd be yeah. really cool if Sony flipped it on its head. You're invested in the villains. Spider-Man becomes your antagonist, and you're invested in these characters because they've had their own movie. Yeah. If they end up doing that, I will love this. But I'm worried yeah. that on the journey to that, it's going to fall apart because that's historically what happens.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, at least they're not trying to, to do it where um, it's all grouped together right yeah. now first, and and then trying to split it off, they're they're at least starting it in what I think is a good order, if they're going to end up doing Sinister Six with it.
0: And you could have Craven pop up in Venom, you could have any of these villains pop mm-hmm. up and start that, you could start that thread unraveling and having these things, because yeah. they're all related to this Sony-verse. Um, I mean, do you like Kraven?
2: Uh, sure. Yeah, don't know much about him, but so we're thinking, so Venom, then Craven, mm-hmm.
0: Silver so- and Black, if Venom does well. Okay. And then Chameleon's introduced in Far From Home. We already have Scorpion and Vulture.
2: So hey,
0: and then you probably one more Dicko villain, like something, but maybe like a Sandman or something of that ilk.
2: I mean, I think that would be good, especially with
0: maybe a goblin.
2: Yeah. Ooh. ooh. (laughs) Yes. But I
0: want Goblin to be a long, long build. I want Norman introduced, I want Harry introduced, and then I want Goblin stuff, so it's exciting. I want Tom Hanks as Norman Osborn, because it'd be really surprising. Because you love Uh him, he's the dad, he's science, and when he's revealed as a villain, you're like, what? Tom Hanks, he's America's sweetheart. How could you do this?
2: Uh I can't eat. Tom Hanks is my favorite actor. And Tom Hanks
0: with that haircut? Whatever that would look like.
1: Ooh.
2: (laughs) Ah, so yes. I mean, they yes. can do a
1: lot. Like yes. Spider-Man has a great rogues gallery, and they have Morbius, right? Yeah. That's a, oh yeah. Oh, if they tie yeah. that in too, wow, there's wow. a lot. I mean, it, it all depends on how they go about this. Like um, on on paper, I'm kind of like, okay, <laughs> all right, let's see. You know, let's see where where this can go. And then also for me, y'all know I love my villains. So if they if they can do this right, um, yeah, they they've got my ducats for it. Um, it, I guess it all depends on um, how they work Venom, and yeah, I, I we'll see that in October. So um, it's a we'll, lot we'll know on Venom. we'll know what no. tone they're trying to go for with things. Two months once we see Venom because this year's
0: flying by. We have two months to find out that because it comes yeah, out beginning yeah. of October. Yeah. As a, a like Spider Man's my guy from childhood, so as a like a little. Kid, I can't be more excited about, like, the idea of Kraven and Morbius and Venom. Like, to me, I'm just going to be hype. So anyone that has any aggression in the live chat or tweeting at me, I'm just excited. I don't care if they're awful. <laughs> we get a Craven movie? Yes, please. Uh, also, someone in the live chat mentioned um, us not mentioning a theory about the quantum realm because of the oh. Ant-Man <laughs> just dropping in the UK. That's real. Ant-Man yeah. just came out in the UK. We didn't realize that on a couple episodes back, so we're not going to talk about those post-credit scenes until a few weeks down the yeah. road for yeah. the UK viewers. So respect. let
1: let them discover that like we discovered that. Yes. Enjoy. Mm, it. So yeah.
0: uh, we are now clicking over to a TV time. Yay. Dramatic pause. TV. Sorry to TV. throw that at Anthony all of a sudden. He might have walked and there's away some for a talking. second. And we're gonna like it's like a YouTube video. Who knows what's happening? talking TV, <laughs> I love that the build-up was longer than the rip so much. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, in the world of TV, thank you, Aunt Anthony. Uh, we had our Cloak and Dagger finale this week, Yay. and I realized talking to McCarty, um, McCarty, to which McCarty. is both of your names, Markeia so McCarty, <laughs> <laughs> right before the show, I hadn't mm-hmm. seen her favorite episode. Yeah. So, last week, when she was like, yeah, episode 7, where there's that guy at Catatonic, I was like, that was he was fine cuz I'd only seen episode 6 and then episode 7 is so good so I'd love to talk about the last 3 yeah. what are your guys thoughts on the final leg of the show
1: Okay well um I it's it's interesting for 7 through 10 um I both Got my favorite episode, which was um, episode seven. And then I got my probably my arguably least favorite episode um, out of uh, number nine. And it was just for um, storytelling reasons. Uh, I wasn't completely on board with um, how the narrative was uh, presented. I kind of felt like I was being uh, spoon fed kind of um, Mm -hmm. themes. And I would have preferred to, you know, be able to discover that on my own or like talk that out with other people. That is my own personal thing. So I wasn't completely on board For nine, but exactly like the narrative said is exactly how the episode itself um, presents itself. Uh, But then for episode seven, I just really enjoyed, uh, and I believe I already kind of talked about it, but how um, Tandy got lost into her obsession. Mm -hmm. And her obsession happened to be uh, familial love uh, and loss at the same time. Mm -hmm. And to have this character that is... basically uh, represents a type of hope that that's her power I thought that to be incredibly compelling uh to have that and then when you have um, Tyrone who okay really quick I also really enjoyed how during this entire series like they started like polar opposites mm-hmm. I mean they very much were that and then as it progressed um they slowly both came into the gray area with each other and then by the end of the entire season they're They're at... Each other's yeah. place, mm-hmm. and by that I mean that emotionally uh, and um, with like familial loss and familial love, and then also mean that geographically, with like the locations that they ended up—one at home, mm-hmm. one in the church—and I thought that that was um, very excellent storytelling, and I believed the journey on the way. So, yeah, but for those those last ones, I thought it was a, an incredible finale. Um, I like that we have a possible. Um, Villain, out of mm-hmm. everything at the end, um, I enjoy that and that a uh, villain origin story with mm-hmm. that. And I love they set it up
0: two episodes before with that like long speech, that monologue. Like they planted the seeds of that reveal uh, yeah. either the episode before or two episodes before. I like that.
1: Nice. Um, and then I and. For a good use of narrative, I really enjoyed in the finale when they're setting up everything with the story of the di- the divine pairing. Oh yeah, that that I love for narratives mm-hmm. where it's just like, hey, so I'm going to tell you all of these facts, these story facts, and you decide for yourself, mm-hmm. kind of a thing. So I enjoyed that a lot. Are you caught up?
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I'm part of Marvel TV Weekly's uh, show weekly on After Buzz <laughs> and yeah we've been talking about it and it's been really nice i think that i've never well okay no, it's been a while since i've really enjoyed like freeform stuff um and i'm glad that it was brought there mm-hmm. like, i like that and i like that especially in the last episode i know there were some conflicting feelings about it because some people want it to just be more to last longer um I think they did a good job. I liked
0: 10 episodes. I didn't think I would.
2: Oh, yes. For sure. Um, And they were also talking about stretching that last episode a little bit more. Some of the action, I feel like some people wanted more. I did want more terrors. I did want that. Mm -hmm. It reminded me of uh, Shaun of the Dead. (laughs) (laughs) So I just wanted more. Um, And, yeah, I, I like how their relationship evolved. I liked... How Evita evolved as well That she Tyrone's um, sort of girlfriend. I don't know where they are now, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, like she ended up not being as annoying as I felt <laughs> she was going to be. And uh, Detective O'Reilly really taking on a stronger role. Hopefully, now as we start season two in spring. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah maybe really uh, we, something we've that
1: I did enjoy also with the dynamic with. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and what you saying with Avita made me think of it. Yeah. I'm I'm glad that I did not want the two of them to be romantically involved. Oh yeah, I'm so glad that they didn't do that feeling yes. with it. So I was very I I enjoyed having Avita there. Mm-hmm. And then um, what was his name? Theo? Liam? 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 Liam. Theo? Yeah. Yes, theos are the li- are the next Liam, the new Liam. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I enjoyed having those characters. Um. For them. Yeah. You know, for yeah. But yeah what you think?
0: Uh, we've said largely spoiler free, so I'm going to keep yeah, it Yeah, we, and... we've
1: been keeping it impressions. Yeah, because we, just in Mainly case, it like just, just in came case.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I really personally, I loved, I think Nine was the episode where they had all the flashbacks, uh, so I I liked Nine um, mm-hmm. for the narrative, because I wish it was sprinkled out more throughout the series, so it didn't feel like it was sudden. Uh, I did like that they had the dolls and all those things set up, but I really liked the tone that felt like it was this universality, and I really liked that I felt like New Orleans was a character like the Harlem of, of the Netflix universe. Mm-hmm. As the show progressed, mm-hmm. I felt more and more like New Orleans was represented as a character and I really liked the evolution uh, I, I wasn't big on the finale finale only in that the songs had been so good the music in the show oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. we're not we're not going to go into the
1: song the but song itself was like a song choice what is this move so Olivia I
2: didn't saying it I want to say it just it sounded didn't fit like for me so yeah, I, it, it, was a, it was it was a weird choice fully
0: out to a level I like paused it and I was like I'm not enjoying like I literally was like I don't like this finale <laughs> but, yeah, um, but everything else I really liked I loved what you said about the character swap Mm -hmm. i loved how much they felt like a unit i loved how the parents weren't well like runaways i love how the parents weren't one note i love how like Mm -hmm. the more you discovered of his dad you were like his dad is awesome and like as the characters had their time to shine no one felt weak written no one felt weak willed no one and freeform having so much like drugs and sex but in a way that didn't feel like it was pandering or not treating teenagers like teenagers Mm -hmm. like the show it, te- it-, it taught us that teenagers are adults to a point and that kids are separate like it was this perfect thing like yeah. runaways where it's yeah. like i remember that time in my life that was how it felt so it really captured that essence and it is a great sister show to runaways and now that runaways is on freeform it is a very good hope that we get that crossover we've all dreamt of because i would love to see cloak yeah. and dagger with the runaways that's the perfect age the perfect tone yes
1: yeah because um and, and i i do like how they even um they even, they stand on the shoulders, oh, stand on the, yeah, I guess they stand on the yeah. shoulders of the comics with a lot of things. Um, I'm still trying to keep a spoiler-free and impression-free. <laughs> um, I do recommend reading the comics with them. For me, personally, um, I got into Cloak and Dagger because of crossover with Runaways, um, Brian K. Vaughn's Runaways, and yeah... one one of the things that I really love that they bring forth with the comics is that um, with Tyrone's powers progressing to a level that it is not just a defensive measure it can become an offensive measure which is something that is utilized in the comics something that I hope for in the future that they'll bring into season two is that they can show us or perhaps Tyrone will remember or be able to interact with that in between Mm -hmm. because when he travels somewhere he, there's a place that is there between point A and point B for him and you see that in the comics and wow that is a wild spot to be a part of I think
0: season 2 can I think season that.
1: 2 they're going to with with uh, things that happened I believe that their powers are probably more powered up than they realize mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think that we're going to be able to see um, what exists between point A and point B with Tyrone and then there's this whole other stuff with uh, Tandy that we have to look forward to
0: I gotta give a shout out to the costume designer for making that cloak look just like the comics that like was the horrible ever- of the cloak and the way they, because the lines in the comics give it depth, but in, mm-hmm. in real life how do you make those stripes work? And they did by tying it into the culture, tying it into his brother, tying his it into like New yeah. Orleans itself. It looked like New Orleans, and I don't know if, 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 if many people got it in the audience. Uh, I'm going to be vague because it's it's a light spoiler, but if mm-hmm. you guys want to know nothing, there's something that happens near the end of the show that's so cool. There is a beautiful commentary on Women in Fridges Syndrome. Uh, Women in Fridges Syndrome was something that happened in the 90s where all of the comics were doing this thing where where women were used as girlfriends and women were used as plot devices for your heroes. A lot of characters are very thinly written. And Kyle Rayner, my favorite Green Lantern, uh, had a girlfriend who was amazing and fun and charismatic and supportive. And they killed her, shoved her in a fridge as a plot device. And then a bunch of other comics did something similar. So uh, I think it was Time Magazine and CNN were doing this thing called uh, Women in fridges Syndrome. It became like a, a cultural stamp. And the show does something referencing that so it showed me not only does the show read the comics it's aware of what comics represent it's aware of other houses it's aware of the time and i really liked that moment because i was like oh that's referencing that thing that was so important so uh i really love that we've evolved to a point in society where we don't have to talk about women in fridge syndrome but we can kind of like go look we've learned so it was really important mm-hmm. and the misty night reference was so dope
1: yeah oh o'reilly in general yeah yeah um i really enjoyed that when you first met her um like she didn't say a word and she didn't have to say a word it was all action driven I really like that and then that was maybe a little bit mirrored and the last time that we saw her mm-hmm. maybe just a little bit and you kind of get it you didn't need for anything to be said mm-hmm. but you know just like you
2: know. Uh, anything
0: else you guys want to talk before we move on to the exciting Daredevil news
2: no, I'm ready to talk All right, Daredevil. I'm so <laughs> we're getting Daredevil season three this year! <laughs> that
0: means we get four shows this year. We got Jessica Jones in the early winter. We are getting Mr. Iron Fist in the fall. We are getting a winter uh, a Daredevil and we just had Luke Cage for this season. So every season, another Defender. I yeah. cannot wait for Daredevil. Daredevil has been so consistent for me. Uh, I love the show. I can't believe we're getting it this year. I'm so excited. What do you guys think?
1: Yay. I love that you're so excited for it. i um, out of them um Luke Cage and Jessica Jones have been my favorite out of the four um, for the Defenders and then Luke Cage um, edged Jessica Jones out with their mm-hmm. with their season twos. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with Daredevil, with them doing the Born Again storyline, yeah. I am just so interested in how they're going to go about that. What is going to happen with Karen? How involved will Kingpin be in everything? And it's just like, read the Born Again storyline and so his good. mom, oh God, mom, mom, nun mom, is, uh, <laughs> is coming into the forefront. Uh, so yes i am extremely excited about that and and the and the the scope that they can take kingpin with on this mm-hmm. and juxtaposition to matt uh, murdoch really really excited about that um yeah reed born again and talk to us on Twitter about season three possibilities, but we might get
0: bullseye. We we'll might get bullseye. We we'll might get bullseye.
1: I think we could practically just confirm. Oh yeah, and bullseye. Oh. God, it has to be bullseye. It has yeah. to be. You can't. No, it has to be. It's okay. We confirm it's bullseye. Um, <laughs> uh, and this basically, I mean, everybody's getting a season two or season three, so we're probably going to have a Defenders two uh, down the pike. well, uh, well so depending, depending, depending. Well, we
0: recently heard they weren't going to, but I think yeah. if this does yeah. well,
1: we'll see. We'll see. I mean, with, um, you know, who's owning what and whether things will start and streaming services and so Mm -hmm. on and so forth. I would love for them to keep this, um, well, these properties on Netflix though, because uh, we, it's established that tone.
0: Yeah, and wow. I love the tone. I love the Netflix universe. I love that it's separate. I love mm-hmm. that it's important. I love the way they handled Punisher. Punisher is probably oh, the one Punisher, sure. yes. Somehow Punisher is the best written. Like, the weakest character in the comics is the smartest show. Like, that, oh, it's so good. Hey, really?
1: he had a crossover with Archie. <laughs> yeah, he did. And Eminem. There's oh, an Eminem my God, issue. Oh that's right.
0: And it's great. That's right. Marshall Mathers and Punisher, they don't wow. play. Oh yeah, it's, 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 really the art's good, you can actually tell it's Marshall. It's crazy.
2: I yeah. freaking love Eminem, so, well, oh my gosh. Well, he teams up with Punisher, That's, because
0: you can read all about it. Were weird. What do you think about Daredevil we'll getting this year?
2: Uh, yeah I'm so glad and I'm glad that I mean we're already in August so uh, some people were saying that maybe it'll come out in November December because of course we have Iron Fist in September September, mm-hmm. uh, but September yeah, 7th mm-hmm. I, I, Daredevil was actually the first one that Spider-Man
1: day? September 7th why are yeah.
2: they yeah, trying to you were trying to make
1: me choose between Iron Fist or Spider-Man PS4 Oh, when what? my hands get numb I can turn it <laughs> exactly. off
0: and have Netflix play and go and back either back, way my eyes are bleeding
2: yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, it's rough. Sorry. No, it's I'm fine. <laughs> no, hey, the excitement is real. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, Daredevil was actually the first. Uh, tv tv show that i watched in the marvel universe i didn't really watch anything um i'm really hungry do you hear that <laughs> <laughs> i'm really hungry it's been growling like multiple times but um yeah so i just i freaking love daredevil and i i love foggy foggy's one of my favorite characters he's so endearing and yeah just to see everyone again because the last time we saw them was defenders and that was a year ago yeah so, mm. yeah, about time. I'm
0: excited. Daredevil coming out this year was a surprise. I'm stoked. Uh, let's give some Marvelite some love.
2: Indeed.
1: So, um, mm, Mladen Colchin at Colchin Mladen. Sorry. <laughs> Lico at Jow, RGP I think y'all are just messing with me at this point. <laughs> Aaron Wilkerson at Aaron Wilk. You'll see us at Bergenza at Bergenza Josias. Uh, Aunt Anderson at uh, Nod. Uh, Dan Burcott at Danny One Two One Eight Nine Three. Troy Brinkley at Pretty Boy M Underscore Soda. Uh, Matthew Josso at Mr J Ninja. Jeremy Allen Jackson at AJ Jackson Twenty Six. Sam Delano at memo eighty four. Clay Williams at Clay Film one hundred. Johanna at Artist Reward. Uh I will address for anybody that I didn't say that correctly before. Feel free to tweet at me phonetically <laughs> how you say it and I'll get it right next time. Um but yeah, not yeah, any think, real I questions here, though. unless there were Oh, we're a little bit early, so if yeah, there's you- any questions in the uh, in the chat room that you want to toss out at us real quick, or there's anything that people wanted to discuss real quick with things, like what are you reading, or what are you watching?
0: I'm reading every Marvel book. I've upped it to mm-hmm. every single book, and I'm reading 20 DC books a month because I'm trying to get back on my DC game, so I am loving Tom King's Batman, I love Miracle Man, Wonder Woman's fantastic, but... There's so much good stuff in Marvel as well. Like the Spider-Man run that just started; it's on issue three, is so good. Deadpool. And there's two great books. One's called Deadpool Assassin. It's Mark Bagley, one of my favorites. The other is just Deadpool, and it's like the comic Deadpool. Negasonic is is brand in it, and it's fantastic. Uh, also, live chat. I was saying that Tom Hanks should be Norman Osborn, not Kraven. I can't <laughs> picture Tom Hanks as Kraven, but it's very funny. Uh, what oh you guys wow! It, right? I meant like Norman. So Tom talking
1: Goblin. Yeah. Cool. I couldn't even. I, I can't mean, the not, it's just, like, not thing. against Mr. Hanks, but that's just. <laughs> a lion
0: on her shoulder and, like a wig that's like an SNL skit that's glorious but oh Norman as would, Goblin I, I would
1: do a Nicolas Cage before I do a Tom Hanks as Craven <laughs> but at least you it's know? crazy and, yeah at least it would be like you know the
0: Javier Bardem or uh, like the, that, that kind of actor is, is like Craven for me I like I like. want, want someone that seems like they can handle themselves like
1: yeah I need someone um, a bit feral with some heft
0: yeah exactly <laughs>
1: Not saying that uh, the actor that you just said that but is that, but saying that that's that's who my craven is in my in my head, um, and super charismatic. Like um, I don't know, Jason Momoa. Yeah, okay. So uh, I know he's part of DC, but oh, yeah, that good. that that's that type. I kind of would like as a as a Craven type. But uh, in any Ramirez, case, with, I like, like... Do
0: you know Ed Ramirez? He's got like um, this you animalistic... You have to name something shit. that he's... Yeah, uh, just like show me a paper. Point Break.
1: The new Point one. Break? <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I have not watched the new Point Break. He's a, because I cannot... Scenario. I cannot get over... <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> I think this guy... Original Point Break. <laughs>
0: Oh, Edgar Ramirez, I think, be a good Craven.
1: Oh, he's got some sweet cheeks on his face. <laughs> <laughs>
0: on his face. That would, that would this is nice. what I was gonna ask like sweet cheeks side, sweet cheeks This is face. where we get to. No, it. I
1: kind of like that because he'd look extremely intense, and then he'd smile and be like, "Oh, no, Craven, Craven, <laughs> that's so Craven." <laughs> in Any case. Uh, <laughs> Uh, four things that I've been reading. Um, yeah, I've uh, oh, Hit Monkey. I had to do a reread of Hit because oh my god, it's Hit Monkey. And because I read Hit did you know there's a series called Kid Monkey, which is not at all Marvel. Um, I'm reading for. I'm reading and reviewing for this app called Comic House, and they're based out of the UK. Uh, and it's um, a lot of indie comics and IDW and the such, and and um, comics that are released by comic house itself and I'll, I'll put that up on my Twitter but I've been going through a number of indie comics on that so I've just been in indie land for, um, for like uh, this weekend and and so on and then between that um, because of the I know it's DC, but because of the Teen Titans Go movie, which I really enjoyed, and it had, uh, it had, oh, I, I'm not going to say what it had. In it. <laughs> Spoiler free. <laughs> Spoiler free. Um, but it's fun. Uh, you, it's worth it if you like Marvel to go see that movie, too. I'll just say that. Okay. <laughs> Um, because of that, uh, I started watching actual Teen Titans Go, and oh my god, the, the waffle the song style or the new one, the new one, okay, the well, new one, yeah, the waffle song. There's a waffle song, like they they sing waffle waffle waffle, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's like. A- disco beat that goes with it. I'm not gonna try. You can YouTube it. But um that so I've been uh involved that which then made me wanna start rereading um you know DC in general so mm-hmm. I've been I've been doing that. But Marvel based, um uh, I, I I'm finally able to rewatch Thor Ragnarok. It took me a while because it was it was very raw for me to watch Ragnarok Knowing where Infinity War began, you yeah. know, to like get back on, you know, reconnecting with like, yeah, Heimdall stood on the rainbow road and you fought with them, you know, that kind of thing. So I'm finally I've healed enough to be to be able to watch Thor Ragnarok. So
0: I'm about to start Flash. I've never watched the Flash oh, okay. show. Uh, okay. Oh. So now that I've finished Cloak and Dagger, I mean, Flash is supposed to be incredible. And I have a okay. friend out so I'm going to watch Flash from the jump and see how it is. That's my next foray. What about you? Excellent.
2: I actually have been... Um, well, I started reading Harry Potter. You've never read Harry Potter? I've never read it, but what? I've... I know. Okay, here's the thing. I used to love reading as a kid. I'd read out loud. I was very animated. And then I just got to the point where in school I had to read certain things, and it just became a chore. So I'm making my way back to reading again. That is a great gateway, you know,
0: but wow! But
2: wow, right? So, I'm a huge Harry Potter fan, but I felt like I was missing out on so much, so I am on chapter 7 of the Sorcerer's Stone. That film. is intense. Oh, okay. I'm so jealous yes. That's
0: so much of my life like I, to rediscover or to discover.
2: Whoa, oh my gosh, I know! Have you been to Harry Potter
0: Land?
1: Yeah, well, It's just here, fantastic. Just, um, the one here is great Diagon too. Alley? Yeah. Oh, Diagon Alley. Um, I've only been to the one in Orlando.
0: It's only oh. going to get more Amazing. special for you as you read it.
2: Oh, like right now, now i'm just i think honestly it might have been the trailer for fantastic beast yeah too uh that really got me back into hey you know i have the gryffindor scarf but let's just like let's do this so <laughs> yeah i'm hoping that this will really um force me to enjoy reading again which so far <laughs> is so good oh my gosh like what i can't anyway yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, well, we are almost out of uh, mm-hmm. time, and most of the live chat is question-free. I think we covered all the news this week. It was one of those weeks where we just had a lot of various small things. Yes, And, yes. and the Samuel L. Jackson news.
1: Uh, yeah. we're can... the tentpole news. <laughs> yes, of course. And the news.
0: Uh, $700 million Black Panther. Pretty exciting. Uh, so yeah. where, can they, where can they find you guys on the internet?
1: Uh, yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Markia McCarty, M-A-R-K-E-I-A M-C-C-A-R-T-Y. I'm going to have a number of new show announcements. We've got four in total. One I did today where it's like uh, one of the uh, RPG groups that um, I've been working with, uh, Tempting Fate RPG. So uh, I've joined their their fourth season. That's going to be so much fun. I'm so looking forward to that. It's going to be uh, Sundays at uh, 5 p.m. PT. And um, we're starting off with Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy <laughs> RPG. So um, yeah, for the forward to that and hope to see you there in their twitch and um yeah i got three other announcements i'm basically waiting for mercury retrograde to end (laughs) because everything's just weird right now but yeah um big news big changes
2: yay well you guys can find me on all social media at amy sander mtz i do a lot of shows on popcorn talk and after buzz as well um but yeah follow me i I am officially a senior contributor for contributor for Geek Bomb so there's a lot of really cool nerdy content coming out that way so yeah follow me
0: You can find me here every week. I will be missing in two weeks. I'm going to Ireland for two weeks, so I won't be here. Uh, And also, Marquia won't be here for one of those weeks, so there will be a void. Uh, We wanted to (laughs) warn you as soon as possible.
1: Yeah, so August is going to be a little bit weird and bumpy, but we will let you know as soon as we know, definitely for things. But um, the 28th is a possibility of us being dark for that week. We'll see. Yeah, let you know as
0: soon as this is us letting you know
1: preemptively. Yes, we'll let you know.
0: So I will not be here for the 24th. 1st or 28th because I'll be flying to Ireland and then if you're an Irish fan please find me I mean it's an island Uh, and also going to Boston for a wedding so if you're a Boston fan I want to see you as well. Uh, You can find me here you can find me on Instagram. I also am taking uh, the mantle of Collider Heroes with uh, Amy Dallin who's a sweetheart and amazing. Her and I are doing Collider Heroes on Wednesdays and you can also uh, stay tuned because I also Mercury Retrograde might be affecting me but there's also some things that are coming in the late fall so I won't be able to announce it until like October November, but stuff's happening, uh, and I am so glad we got to do the show. And last week, it's been it's been feeling off because of life, uh, and and I still want to give a shout out to John Schnep and all of his impact on this entire community. This is the first yeah, week it's always. felt like the world again, uh, and this is the first week where this show felt like. I could handle it, so thank you for your patience with Marquis and myself having to to get through life in order to be here. But uh, you guys have been amazing and very supportive and lovely, so uh, thank you. And please tweet us; we loved talking about all of this stuff.
2: We do love talking. Was what?
0: The voice of Aunt Anthony?
1: No, I was just saying, look to the wide.
2: Oh,
0: okay. So we will see you guys next week. <laughs> Bye.
2: Bye. But <laughs> he said, "Look to the void." I-